Hey friend, you are listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced for ministry in their homes. I'm so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. Stay tuned. Well, this month we are talking all about food. Now, I don't know about you, but I really love food, like a lot. And as I was thinking about the topics we're going to cover this month, it occurred to me that it might not be as obvious how food and planning our menus and prepping kids' lunches and all of that really ties in with ministry in our homes. Because, of course, that's what we're all about in the Sparrow Parents podcast, resourcing and supporting parents for ministry in their homes. So each week, I'm going to start by specifically explaining how today's topic really does resource us for ministry to our kids and our spouses. Because everything we do and say within the walls of the kitchen leaves a lasting impact on our families, for good or for worse. So as we develop the systems we need to make healthy eating choices for ourselves and for our kids, we can truly press into who we are in Christ and who God is calling us to be. Let's get started. Today we're going to dive into monthly meal planning. We're going to talk about how to easily write a meal plan for the whole month and how to stick to it. But before we get into the nitty gritty of meal planning, I want to talk about the why. Why would we want to take the time and energy to make a meal plan? And how does this have anything to do with ministry in my home? These are really important questions to ask, especially for those of us who are working parents Our time is very limited and very valuable, and so is our energy. But it's actually because of my limited time and energy that I write a monthly meal plan. All of us have had the experience of looking up at the clock and realizing that there's no plan for dinner tonight. Now that's not a good feeling, especially when it's been a day. You know what I mean by that? The the kids haven't been listening. The weather didn't cooperate with your plans. You had a big meeting at work. Maybe you didn't sleep well last night. Whatever it was that made today hard, now there's another reason and another decision to be made. And not only another decision, but the decision that you make about what to serve for dinner is going to take energy and time to prepare either by you or by someone else. And it's going to cost money, especially if you don't have the ingredients on hand for what sounds good to you. So now there are all these other stressors surrounding what should be, I mean, a really fun and intimate family time in your day. Having a dinner dinner menu plan, whether it's for the whole month or just for the week, it eliminates this panicked feeling each day. There's no longer the need to ask yourself, what are we going to do for dinner? There's also no longer as much of a temptation to order pizza three times a week (laughs) or to go out for dinner. For some families, that's going to save a lot of money, which of course is another stressor in families and marriages. So menu planning is a ministry to your family because it creates space for more time, more money for family activities, and more peace during an already tense time of day. 
So now, why a whole month? There are lots of families who have menu planning down to a science, and they do it once a week. There are so many benefits to menu planning weekly. For one, you can plan your menu based on what you already have in the house a lot more easily than if you're menu planning for the whole month. Another reason for a weekly menu plan is to follow the sales at the store. So like if you're a coupon clipper, you'll want to menu plan weekly. There's really no right or wrong to how far out you plan your menus. So I'm going to talk a little bit today about why I choose to menu plan for the whole month. I think I actually originally chose this me- this method because I found a dry erase calendar that fit in with my dining room decor and I bought it. I mean, honestly, that's what started this idea to my recollection. But I quickly found that planning our menus out for the whole month took a lot of the stress of menu planning away from me. I really hated planning the menu each week. And honestly, when you hate to do something, it doesn't always get done. So then we found ourselves eating out or bringing prepared food in, which we couldn't afford, and that put unnecessary strain on our marriage and even on our relationships with our kids. So however you decide to menu plan, I really encourage you to do it. The most stressful time of day in most households is when everybody is hungry and the food is being prepared. So why add in the stress of nobody knowing what's for dinner on top of that? So let's get into how to write a monthly meal plan, because honestly, it seems like a really daunting task. And I will be honest with you, the first few times you do this, it's going to be really hard, (laughs) but it gets easier. Truly, it does. You start to get into a rhythm and you know what meals your family really likes a lot and what you're going to want every month. Um, So I have five steps for planning your monthly meals and, and these five steps are going to really simplify it for you. Now many of these steps will still be applicable to you if you're doing a weekly meal plan too. So take my experience and as always apply it to your own reality. So the first step is to look at the calendar. You don't want to plan and cook a really elaborate meal for the family on a day when you have to work late or your kids have a sporting event or nobody's going to be home for dinner. (laughs) So look at your calendar and immediately put the easiest meals on the days when things will be a little more rushed. So I've got some examples of easy meals that are for our family. That would include takeout or ordering pizza. Um, frozen meals are what by that I mean TV dinners, you know, that you pop in the oven or into the microwave and you can just eat it right out of the package. Pasta is a really quick and easy, um, family friendly meal for us. Chicken nuggets and french fries, um, you know, basically anything that I can pull out of a bag in the freezer and pop in the oven, that's an easy meal for us. There's also this pasta chicken dinner thing that um, we have found in the freezer section of the grocery store. Um, And that's a crowd pleaser in our home. And all I have to do is pour it into a pan on the stove, add some water, and I think like 20 minutes later, it's done. Popcorn and carrot sticks is another one we do a lot. And basically what that means is I'm going to make popcorn, I'm going to chop up some veggies, and then you can just eat that. I mean, it's kind of a snacky sort of dinner. Um, And if you want something more, you get it yourself. 
And then, of course, there's leftover days. I mean, that's a really great way to clean out the fridge and also to make it easy on the parents who don't need to prepare anything new. So these are the days when you just need a, we just need to feed everyone tonight kind of meal. And it's nice to have about one of these meals a week. Because even if there's not a night this week that's going to be a little bit crazed for the family, it's really nice to have a night off from cooking dinner. Just throwing something in the oven and calling it good uh, gives you extra time to play with the kids or to veg out to your favorite show or get some extra household chores done. So the first step is to look at the calendar and and you're going to fill in the menu plan for those nights um, in that step. Then the next step in monthly menu planning is to choose a theme for each day. Now, this one sounds weirder than it is. I just couldn't think of a better way to phrase it. (laughs) But by theme, I mean, well, I'm going to give you some examples, but I mean like beef, chicken, pasta, vegetarian. When you're meal planning for the whole month at a time, this makes it so much easier. So basically, every day of the week has a certain protein or, I don't know, theme. Again, I don't like that word, but I can't figure out a better one that dictates what you will serve that day. So that way, when you think of a specific meal, let's say chicken and rice, you can automatically put it in the column where it belongs, whether that's chicken or maybe you call chicken and rice a casserole or a crockpot meal, however you decide to do it. So here's some examples of what we do in terms of our daily themes. Um, So every Monday is going to be the same theme. Every Tuesday is going to be the same theme. So for example, Taco Tuesdays. That makes planning Tuesdays really easy. It's just tacos every Tuesday or maybe some sort of taco dish like we do um, Supreme Nacho, we call it, where you get to, it's like a casserole for the taco stuff, but then you dip your tortillas in it. So that would be on a Tuesday if we're doing Taco Tuesdays for the month. Soup day. So especially in the fall and winter months, I love doing a soup day. Um, And actually, when we do soup days, the following day, we always have leftover soup and a special bread. So the bread will be what's on the menu, but we know we'll be eating the rest of the soup from yesterday. So it almost becomes like a leftover day which is another idea for a day. Um, So whatever you're deciding, for example, we said Taco Tuesdays would be all the Tuesdays in the month would be tacos. Soup day, for us, that's Mondays this month. So Monday, there's going to be a soup every single Monday of the month. And then that would mean that for us, Tuesdays would be our bread days. So like I'm going to put olive bread or spinach bread or, you know, all these different bread recipes that we have tried and we like. Um, Some of them have protein in them. Some of them don't. And they're going to be on the Tuesday, but we know that we're also having leftover soup on Tuesdays. Then there's just the simple things like chicken day, beef day, pasta day, pork day. What I mentioned vegetarian. We don't do that in our house, but that's an idea. Um, if you have some vegetarian meals that your family really likes, maybe you want Wednesdays to be vegetarian day. Thursdays is going to be chicken day, whatever it may be for you. Figure out what that calendar is. Another idea would be crock pot. Now that would be on a day Like for me, when I know that I'm going to be working late, but I'm going to have some extra time in the morning to set the crock pot, 
that's the day of the week that I'm going to put the Crock-Pot meal on the calendar. In the summertime, we often grill every Saturday. So I can either just fill in every Saturday as grill, or I can put in specifically what we're going to be grilling. Maybe we're going to be doing kebabs or hot dogs or hamburgers. Um, and then there's always a day on our calendar that we have finger foods. Um, these are These are the meals that I do not mind our kids bringing into the living room because we're going to watch a movie while we eat them. So every Sunday we watch a movie and we eat dinner in front of the TV. And so that will be our finger food day. So I just rushed through all of those pretty quickly, but I hope that you're getting the idea that when you menu plan for the whole month, you want to figure out what is your theme for every single day, because that is going to make it way easier when we get on to step number three in just a second. So as you look at your calendar, you're going to say, what is Sundays? On Sundays, we're going to have finger foods. On Mondays, we're going to have soup. On Tuesdays, we're going to have bread. Wednesdays will be tacos. Thursdays, vegetarian. Fridays, pasta. And Saturdays, grill or whatever it is that you in your family like to do. Once you have that figured out, step three is going to be really easy. Hey, if you're planning to cook with me on Friday, November 8th, make sure you visit my website, sparrowkidsministries.com, to see our ingredients list. This month, we'll be making tater tot casserole, which is a recipe I adapted from allrecipes.com. This one is a crowd pleaser in my house, and I hope it will be for yours too. There's not a link to the recipe since it's been so heavily adapted, so I'll be sharing it in a blog post soon. This one will take us a while to prepare, so make sure you have some time on your hands when you're ready to cook with me. We'll prepare the whole meal together, and then we will spend some time preparing our space for a great family dinner. The episode will post on the 8th at 6 a.m., so you can make this meal whenever it works for your schedule. I can't wait to hang out with you again. So we've talked about the first two steps in writing our meal plans, which were look at the calendar and choose a theme for each day of the week. Now there are just three simple steps in filling in the rest of the menu. So step three is to ask the family. Once you figure out your theme for each day, it becomes really easy to put your meals into the menu. So to fill in my menu, after I've done these first two steps, I ask the family what they want to eat this month. And then as they call out their favorite meals, I can enter them into the menu where it makes sense. So if my son wants pizza one night, I'll put that on the weekday that it, fix, that it fits my theme for that month. So maybe pizza goes into my pasta night or my finger foods night. Whatever day of the week that's going to be, I put it in. My family tends to help me out with the same meals every month. I always hear pizza called out several times. Chicken and rice makes the list, and I might get a couple of other ideas off of my clan. And then once everyone has lost interest, I'm still left with quite a few empty spaces on our calendar. So that's when I move on to my next step, which is to open the cookbook. Once everyone has shared their ideas for the menu, I take a look at my Pinterest board. 
Back in 2018, I got into the habit of trying one new recipe a week. I really loved this, and I found most of our new recipes through Pinterest. So now we have a larger pool of recipes to pull from, and I feel more accomplished about spending time on Pinterest. If you don't use Pinterest for recipes, you can open up your cookbook or a favorite website or magazine where you have recipes saved. So make sure you understand what's involved in each of these recipes you're adding to your menu, though. One of our new favorite recipes came to us from me seeing a picture on Pinterest and assuming that it was a crockpot recipe. So I pinned it under my crockpot board and I put it on the menu for our crockpot day, only to find out that morning when I went to fill the crockpot that it was actually a very involved stovetop recipe. I decided to go for it that day anyways, and we loved it, but I was very disappointed that I couldn't just throw it in the crock pot that morning as I had planned on doing. So if you're still having trouble filling in those last few squares on your menu, take a look at what you've already written into your menu, choose the family favorites, and write them in again. That's the fifth step. Write them in again. All you have to do is you choose the family favorites. There's no reason why you can't have the same meal twice in one month, especially when you're just starting out this process. And maybe that means you don't have 30 to 31 different menu items or ideas right now. Once your menu is written for the month, do your very best to stick to it. Grocery shop for the menu. Let that menu work for you. Remember that you wrote it for a reason. You could even write that reason next to your menu so you remember it at those especially stressful moments between the kids getting home from school and dinner time. But then, on those days when things just get away from you and you end up ordering pizza again, you've got to give yourself some grace. Nobody's perfect and we can't plan for everything. There are so many benefits to writing out your meal plan. For one, it gets everyone on the same page. It will greatly reduce the complaining about what's for dinner, and it will reduce the stress level in your home during that most stress-induced time of day. Whether you write it for the whole month or for a week at a time, I hope that this process will bring you closer to your family. Next week, we'll be diving into how I pack my kids' lunches for the entire week all at once, which gives my kids freedom and responsibility to pack their own lunches while I still have a hand in what they're eating, without the chaos of packing lunches every morning. So until then, I hope you're able to create space for more family time, more money for family activities, and more peace during an already tense time of day, by writing out your menu ahead of time. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.